come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing how did it all begin for us? The greatest act of love, according to God's word. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And you guys are always all over it. You know we're going to talk about act. So let's look at the world and the biblical meaning of act as it relates to love, though. 1 Corinthians 6.14 will be our biblical reference. But anyway, let's go with this. It is defined as a thing done, a deed. 1 Corinthians 6.14. Do everything in love. Yes, one verse. One scripture, but there are many more to follow. But here we go. Let me begin by answering the lesson title a different way. And that question was, how did it all begin for us? It all began because Christ loved us to the cross. Everything Christ did during his life was in love for the people he served. How many people did Christ serve in his lifetime through love? How many was it? It was all of them. That includes you, 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 and me. For Jesus' love and death and resurrection to mean something in our lives, God requires us to do one thing to start it off. We must do what the Romans did in Romans 10.9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. I know what you're thinking. There's got to be a catch. There's no catch. There's no hook. You must believe, and I'm talking about living out this belief like your life depends on it. Well, it actually does, according to Scripture, John 14 and 6. And it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If you're not trying to get to God through Jesus, then you ain't going to make it to God. The whole purpose for Jesus' death was to redeem us, our lives, back to God because of Adam's and Eve's sin in the garden that separated us from God. The Bible is about the historical recording of the travails of mankind trying to get back to God after the original sin. So after Adam and Eve did what they did, there's a long litany of things that are recorded about how we've been trying to get back to God. God had tried, he tried sacrifices. He tried kings. He tried prophets. He tried all these things to convince us to turn from our wicked ways. But here's the good news. God loved us so much, knowing that we could not of our own power get back to him, that he sent his only begotten son to create a way of return and restoration to a hard-headed, stiff-necked, disobedient people like us. I've regressed. Let me get back to the lesson here. The greatest act of love. What are we doing to show ourselves to be transformed in our thinking, in our actions, in in the way that we love? Jesus lived and left the perfect examples of doing everything in love. 
Jesus performed 37 recorded miracles in the four Gospels. Did you hear that? 37 miracles. 37 life-changing events. That's not, that's not even counting the people he saved, because those are life-changing events too. But I'm talking about events where, where, where something should not have happened. Jesus made it happen because he loved us. He loved those people. The miracles that Jesus performed was a direct indication of the love he had for the people he served. The key word is he served. He performed each and every miracle in love. Relax. I'm not going to talk you guys through the wonderful acts of love done by Jesus. I'm not going to talk you through all of them. That's something I want you to do in your own free time. I'm going to challenge you, though, my young loyal listeners, to do just that as an act of love. You can do that for God. You can do that for Jesus. Matter of fact, you'll be doing it for yourself and someone that you may know because now then you can share that goodness, those testimonies to someone else to help bring them to God. Here's a few just to get you going. Jesus feeds 5,000 plus women and children. Matthew 14, 13 through 21. Think about that. Jesus was able to feed 5,000 people, five, over 5,000 to be exact. Number two. Jesus healed a boy from an unclean spirit, Matthew 17, 14, and 20. Here's the thing. This, this kid was possessed. He wasn't himself. He was being controlled by the devil, by evil spirits, causing him to act out. Jesus healed him. Why? Because he loved him. Jesus restores sight to Bartimaeus in Jericho, Matthew 20, 29 through 30. I want you to ponder this as we end this lesson and move on to Sister Bennett with her piece. You feed over 5,000 starving people because you love them. You restore a person's sight so they can see the world because you love them. You remove a demonic spirit from a young child so that they can have a future because you love them. If I could just jump in real quickly since we've combined our groups tonight. You've talked about the love that was shown through miracles. I'd like for the group to look at a different kind of love and apply it to their lives. Let's look quickly at verses 10 through 11, which reads, And if Timothy comes, see that he may be with you without fear, for he does work for the Lord as I do. Therefore, let no one despise him, but send him on his journey in peace, that he may come to me, for I am waiting for him with the brethren. I want you all to see the love that Paul has for Timothy. He is looking out for his brother. He's saying, don't scare him. Don't hate him. Let him leave in peace when he goes. That's how we should look out for our friends. We should always have their back. Sometimes we have to be that friend that protects. But over time, that friend will gain strength by learning more about God, going to Bible study, uh, watching and seeing others walk in Christ, that they will stand strong on their own and become the protector to another friend. They'll strengthen and encourage others and on and on it goes. We all should be showing God's love through our actions. So let's get at it. Let's go. Show and share the love of Christ. In summary, the importance of knowing what loving like Christ can do for someone else's life. I will close with these two quotes. The overriding character trait of Jesus is love, and the entire gospel story is woven with love. Sometimes it's not easy, and oftentimes it requires sacrifice. But it's when we love that we are the most like Jesus. In Jesus, we are loved and accepted not because of what you do, but because of what Christ has done for you. 
As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. A real talk what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.